Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm so every time I think about having a conversation with Sarah Main, I get really jazzed up. I get really excited. But you know, part of this is that I get to have a conversation before the conversation and then take a look at what we're going to talk about. And she and I looked at a number of things, but mostly Sarah. And for those of you out there, what you should know is that Sarah has dedicated her life to her understanding of deeper meaning. But that deeper meaning is based on wisdom, you know, a wisdom that comes from Sanskrit. And when you think about that wisdom, you have to ask yourself, how old is that? How far back does that go? And what have we lost in translation and transition? Now, many of you know that as you're watching some of these really ancient scrolls being translated, you're kind of wondering, how did we not get it right the first time? There are, many there are many meanings to many things, even in our contemporary world. You know, when I say the word power and you say the word power, what you may be thinking is something totally different. But there's this meaning, and this meaning that I'm referring to is a deep meaning. That's what Sarah has done. Sarah Main is the author of Conscious Confidence and so much more. Uh, she's created a platform to help people of all ages rise up and understand the powerful, powerful meaning of conscious confidence. But that's not all. How do you then take that and move forward to that we understand how Sanskrit describes the energy of something precisely from the inside out. Today, we're gonna to talk about some of the words that we hear regularly now in different realms. Sarah, great to have you, it's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Pat, it's wonderful to be with you on your show. Um, I, I was thinking about this today, and the three words that we're going to start to talk about, especially one of them in particular, um, is used quite a bit by mostly men and very little by women. And it's very hard sometimes for us women to say things like, I am powerful or I am power. Mm. And yet today, you're going to take us through the three foundations of strength. Can we start by talking about what, what, I, what this means when we say the three foundations of strength? Uh, well, in Sanskrit, if, if you look up strength and power, you get different words. Um, and what I like about Sanskrit is the precision in the description it's like taking something and looking at all the different facets of it rather than just one thing. Sometimes in Sanskrit, it's just one thing. But when you take something like strength, there are different facets to it. Uh, 
And certainly you referenced power. There's power. And in Sanskrit, the word is balam. And it, it means power, it, it just power, as we would normally think of it, you know, in the physical realm, power, strength, right? Um, but then there's the aspect of fearlessness is part of strength, abhayam. And then the other aspect is resilience, abhyasa. So you have these three aspects working together. Imagine a a stool with three legs, right? Yeah. And you get this incredibly stable, um, substantial strength that's not just brute force. And that's typically, when we think of power, that's what we mean, mm. right? But it's more nuanced. It's far more subtle. And um, it's like think of the three legs of a stool. They're very stable, and it's powerful. You don't have to use brute strength, right, when right. we talk about true strength. Mm. Um, so we have these three, the power, certainly, fearlessness, which in Sanskrit is a very interesting word, and abhyasa. So these are the three. And then, of course, you could add in perseverance, but I like to think of the three, yeah. three key things. Yeah. And they're and when you think of the three things, there are there's an energy of them. You know, one of the things I was really reminded of, I've known you for a while, we've taken this journey somewhat together, was that this started for you at age 10. I believe yeah. that's correct. Yes. At age 10, you began a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And that spiritual journey inspired you, right? Your own yeah. spontaneous experiences of higher consciousness, but also guided, uh, of course, by your parents, but guided you on a lifelong study and practice of self-awareness. That mm. self-awareness then led you to a journey of meditation, the study of wisdom teachings of both East and West, yeah. and the Sanskrit language. I wanna yeah. take a minute to talk about this if we could, yeah. because there is an energetic fascination with Sanskrit. Most people don't even know that that is what it is. And there is yet more people being drawn to it. Yeah. And there's nobody saying why, it just is. But can you talk about this pathway that does take her into a deeper wisdom? Because this deeper wisdom is what you're gonna talk about today. Yeah, well, the, this pathway is a, um, a connection, a direct connection to this thread of consciousness that is the thread underpinning the wisdom traditions, all the wisdom traditions of East and West. It's always been there. It comes with the universe, with the creation, this energy that is um, the link for people, for humanity, to find their way back to themselves, to their source, to our source, to our divinity, to our power. We are infinite beings. That's not just a nice phrase. It is a fact. But it's not something you can look outward to see. You need to go inward. Um, and then you can look out. We are infinite beings. But what, what does that mean? Well, that's the subject of many shows, Dr. Pat. Yes, of course. Um, and we've but, done many. <laughs> yeah, we've done, we've done many. Yeah. But um, Sanskrit is um, a, a universal language. I'm, I use my, um, uh, my language is a little bit precise here. 
people, some would say it's the universal language, some would say it's a universal language, you know. <laughs> so it is a universal language because the energies of it speak universally um, and they're precise. And the Sanskrit just contains the wisdom within itself. And, and the thing that draws me to meaning is, and this was how I was taught, that the whatever the meaning you hold for something in your mind, that idea, that is what you will enact. That's what you'll feel. That's what you'll think. And that basically governs your life. And you'll speak it into existence and act it into existence. So you better get the meaning clear was how my teacher put it. And he said, the thing is in English, well, we, we were English, we are English speakers in, in the context I was in. Um, he said, we have layers and layers of filtering in our minds. So we hear one word and immediately we've got all these layers filtering everything through from our background, our family, community, blah, blah. Um, and so to actually get back to something that's pure, that's that's true that is um, universal um, and that is freeing and allows you to find your infinite um, potential, you need to sort of clarify those filters. And so we used to study Sanskrit on one level for the etymology, for the meaning, and mm. that's the bit I really loved. Look, I enjoyed chanting. I enjoyed, you know, learning the grammar. I love the grammar. But it, it, it was the meaning that I've been drawn to. And that's that's really it. You you do need to look. People use the word strength. They don't even think about it. They think they know what it means. Go back and have another look is what I say. And it will transform your thinking and then it will transform how you view the world. And, and that's really why today when we're talking about the three foundations of strength, we're talking about power, fearlessness and fearlessness and resilience. Yep. And you're right. When you take a look at it from that perspective, you know, it's fascinating because I like to do things in diagrams, even though it's probably not the way this works. But I love to do things in diagrams because when there are multiple things that have a meaning, I always like to give myself a sense of how do they work together? And what was fascinating when I looked at this in 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 my own version of a Venn diagram, yeah. I had a very different view of it. When I saw the when I saw the energy, hmm. and I, we're using the language words because that's what we have to say words. Yeah. But there is an energy that yeah. comes forward. Yeah. And what I love about the energy of this is that. If we can understand and embody the foundations you're speaking of, we can live a life of that embodiment, can't we? Absolutely. And that's the thing with Sanskrit. Um, <clears throat> Sanskrit is, uh, it's hard to say, describe in words. Um, it's very experiential because Sanskrit actually speaks, um, describes the energy of something and the energy is the, the doing, the being of something. It's not an object. Um, you know, I can hold up a cup. I'm holding yeah. up a cup if you're listening to this. That's a, we, we, in our minds, we automatically, and this is how we're programmed, we think in objects. And particularly in English, we think that that is just a thing, right? Sanskrit doesn't see that as a thing. Mm -hmm. It sees that as a cup, a, mm -hmm. a mug that's mugging or a cup that's cupping. It's, an activity, that cup is an activity that is active, that is energy, doing something right now. And if if this starts to leak, 
then it's no longer doing what it's intended to do. Mm. It's changed its form. But it comes from the energy. So you could take a bird is singing or the song is birding, right? <laughs> right? Turn it around. So everything is energy. It's a being, mm -hmm. even though we just see our eyes just glance over and see form, name and form and colour, yeah. and we don't actually connect with the energy inside it. And Sanskrit speaks about the inside from the inside out, um, and that's why it's absolutely pure. It's transformative. And the thing is the, the wisdom in Sanskrit has never changed. Mm. So, you know, and that's an important element. <laughs> That's the element that I want to really talk to here, because for those of you just tuning in, it's so great to have Sarah May joining me here today. I wanted to have this conversation with her because there is wisdom beyond wisdom. And, and, and the reason I wanted to have this conversation, because if people could recognize in their lives the energy, right? Yeah. they will be able to have a sense of something that can guide them, direct them, or help them in a place of being. And that's why we're talking about the true nature of truth, well, the nature of true strength. True. You know, it's mm -hmm. fascinating. I want to talk to you about this when we come back from break. You know, I've looked at the show. I prepared the show. I'm always interested when you're going to do the official Sanskrit pronunciation. <laughs> um, but I had something happen last week, and you were right in the middle of it. Not you personally, but the energy of this show. And it was so absolutely obvious to me that I was right in the middle of advocating for another client on a book cover. And this teaching had gotten into me. Mm. Now, all I knew was the book cover that was sent. I saw it. The client saw it. We all saw it. And we said, this is not it. And it's funny how simultaneously I'm prepping for this show and I've got this situation. And you would be shocked to see what the new book cover looks like. Because at the end of today, right before this show, I'm looking at the preparation, I'm looking at true strength, and I'm looking at power, and I'm looking at what we're talking about. And it could not help enter some part of my consciousness to go from what it was to what it became. I want to talk with you about the transformative nature of this understanding when we come back. Um, Sarah, how do people find out about you? I would love for them to go over to Damianti if you could just tell people the best way to do that. Also tell them how to get your copy of your book, Conscious Confidence. Yeah. It's all at my website, damayanti.store, damayanti.store, D-A-M-A-Y-A-N-T-I, damayanti.store. It's all yeah. there, my book, everything. Yeah, and there's lots of information about how to find out more about Sarah, but also yeah. how you can work with Sarah. I mean, the work that she's doing now is speaking. She has a podcast, but even more importantly, she is sharing this information. She is teaching this wisdom to both adults and children. When we come back, we're going to take a closer look at the words, but most, mostly the energy. When you feel the energy that comes forward, ask yourself, am I able to take that in? I know for me over the weekend, it was a little bit difficult until this morning. Let's take a short break, Jacob. We'll be right back. Get empowered on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled that we're talking about three foundations of strength. 
power, fearlessness, and resilience. But we're not talking about them in the way that we would normally talk about them. There is a level and a degree by which Sarah Main teaches and brings wisdom into the world. And it's based on Sanskrit. It's based on Sanskrit. It's based on an energetic, let me just say an energetic field that existed way, way before we're able to say the word strength. But today, what is this about? How can we and when can we assess our true strength? It shows itself in different forms. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Sarah, I want to just tell you without taking up a lot of time, because I really want people to get this. It's not a coincidence that you and I discussed this before last week. I had this unusual situation last week. And how do you take something that you know is not working and allow for the strength to come forward in you, to create the thing that was meant to be created. And it was no coincidence that I'm prepping for the show and I've got this other situation. I will tell you this, if you were to see the differences between the image on Friday and the image today, you would understand it. I think I'll show it to you during the break. But there's no rational, logical explanation that I have for that energy except simultaneously prepping for this show, mm -hmm. looking at this, looking at the words, doing some research, listening to the sound, because I go online and listen. I don't know if there's pronunciations proper, but listening to the sound, and here we go. Can you talk about the three foundations of strength? We talked a little bit about power, but I want to talk with you about how these come forward together to energize what we now call the foundations of strength. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's very apt that you had that situation, but <clears throat> if your mind was absorbed in and open to this other energy, this other wisdom through Sanskrit, of course, and you connect with it, um, you know, how fortunate is it that, that that field of energy, that wisdom is available to you? And the thing is that's the whole point of this. This is not to become Sanskrit scholars. Um, you know, it'd be great if everyone did, but it, that's not why I do all of this, is to make some of this energy available. It is available, but you need to know about it. Um, and then for you to just have that, often it, it's just that awareness is sufficient that the right energy to navigate the situation that you're in, you suddenly find that there's a whole different realm of resources, of energy, of knowledge as to how to navigate a situation that could potentially be challenging um, without just habitual reactions, right, which reaction, reaction creates the same result um, <clears throat> and it can create division or whatever it is. But if you navigate with presence um, and with access to true wisdom, and the energy, then all of a sudden you have you're you're operating at a completely different level, different field of of existence altogether, um, and you can meet some incredibly challenging situations. Mm. But you bring that universal energy with you, that presence at the time, um, and you're resourced and energized in a completely different way. And I certainly did that in you know nearly forty years of teaching. Yeah. Um, there, you know, you, naturally you're dealing with families and children and so on, and you can meet some 
quite difficult situations. But to have that wisdom, that presence was all the tools I needed, knowing that the energy mm-hmm. and the wisdom was right there in the present moment for what was needed to resolve the situation harmoniously and correctly so that everyone could move forward. Mm. Um, yeah. I love that we're talking about this because there have been epic legends, people that have walked the earth. There have been heroic feats that express power. Even in the, I have to tell you, even in the world we're living in now, there has never been a greater time where we have iconicized people that are in our acting Hollywood, Bollywood, wherever you want to be that represent heroes. There has never been a more prevalent time where heroes have become important. And yet we often forget that we have within us the ability. We don't have to be in Hollywood. And I want to ask you this question about fearlessness, because what I found this weekend is I move forward without any energy or resistance of not being able to, right? That's how fear shows up, doesn't it? It shows up that way. And I was so struck by that. But let's take a look a little deeper into fearlessness. And yes. some people think, oh, fearlessness is the opposite of, pe- of fear. I'm not so sure. I want to, no, I want, no. I want, no, I've had this conversation, right? <laughs> but let's talk about that. See, we go to fearlessness and we say, oh, that's just the opposite of that. But it's not, is it? Yeah. No, in Sanskrit, the word is abhayam. Now, the word, that's in two parts. There's a short up. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then there's bahayam. And bahayam means fear. Bahaya means fear, okay, fear. Fear is fear, that essential feeling of fear that we recognise, that energy of fear. Abhayam means um, literally sort of without fear, and it doesn't mean you don't feel fear. It's just that you can act despite it, without it, right, Um, There's a lot of words to describe this. Now, that short up, the way I was taught um, by my teacher was that 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 short up is a measure of pure consciousness, pure conscious awareness is a measure of that. And what it does is it protects you from the fear. You are protected by pure conscious awareness, right? Now, the body may be registering some sort of fear response, right? racing, heartbeat, whatever, all of those fear responses in the, in the body. We know that adrenaline, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But with the pure conscious awareness, you needn't be um, dictated to by those fear responses in the body. And those fear responses can rise and then fall away. And in a situation that could be incredibly fear, you know, fearful, um, you can be completely calm and you're protected by that measure of uh, pure conscious awareness in the present moment. Feet on the ground, present, abhayam. Now, that is a completely different um, consideration from just fear, no fear, because people are always trying to achieve yeah. this state of not feeling fear. Well, you know. Um, that's like trying to achieve a state of not experiencing windy weather outside. Mm-hmm. Wind mm-hmm. happens, you know, rain <laughs> happens. And fear can be triggered in the body. It's an, it's, I mean, at the fight-flight level, it's a natural human response um, and has its purpose. You know, if you were facing a tiger and you need to get out of the way, well, the, the adrenaline, et cetera, allows the body to run beyond its normal capacity. 
etc cetera, etc cetera. but but the, this measure of pure conscious awareness is the key um, to fearlessness so despite what's happening in the body you can be absolutely still and calm inside protected by this measure of pure conscious awareness that's that measure of abhayam mm-hmm. fearlessness um and so you've got balam well that's just power that is strength it is the essence of that power and strength but fearlessness is an aspect of that because it's all very well to be powerful but then what do you do when you are naturally everyone is man woman child faced with something and fear is brought up what do you do then because all the power in the world's not going to help you unless you have fearlessness um so that's why fearlessness is such mm-hmm. a crucial part of true strength. And then you can act like you did. You're faced with a situation that can be quite challenging and you can navigate your way through mm-hmm. that with strength and steadiness. You know what I loved about it, though, and I, and I would like you to talk to this. There are things that I hit the pause button on. For example, um, I don't know what it's like for you where you are but clearly here, um, the um, the spread of COVID-19 now in office buildings is, I mean, it's just a way of life here. Uh, we're, we're affected by it here ourselves. You know, this morning I woke up with the realization and went into work, three of my six people, right? And one of them was, you know, at the moment today, even after being in the office. And if I just stayed in that place, that place that you just talked about, the agony of what fear does, Hmm. I would not have been able to think what is the next indicated thing to do? Hmm. What can we do, right? Because in my life, being in that state has immobilized me in many ways. And very early on as a child, I had to learn this other place to go to, this place not to be immobilized because either that or I would be done for. But there was an ease about it today. And, you know, part of the ease wasn't so much of an ease because I think I totally stressed Jessica out. (laughs) Then the light bulb went on to me. Mm. It was like, wait a minute, this is all we need to do. Mm. We wear the masks. We just do what we need to do. I can work from home. Hello, there's where we are. Mm. But this other project, this was interesting, and I want to talk to you about it when we get back. There's a deadline on this book cover. And we made sure we had a chance to change it. Mm. It never entered my mind that I couldn't do it, that I couldn't be done. And I can't even begin to describe what happened next because it's not logical, it's miraculous. To find somehow, I mean, this is the weirdest thing but you're going to explain it when we come back to enter the realm of not even know where to begin but just start Mm -hmm. to look for Mm -hmm. a great graphic iconic representation of a symbol that needed to go in and go to an online store that sells everything from sneakers to logos and find it and speak with the artist and get permission to use the files. Now, that sounds like nothing if you hear it, but the ease by which that happened can't be explained 
by me logically. Hmm. The only way I can think about it is by spending the time I spent in prepping for this show. And I'm not just saying reading the outline. I mean, listening to the words. I mean, going and listening. When we come back, if you've got, if you've got the energy of power and you've got the energy that Sarah just talked about for fearlessness, are we done? Do we need the third? And is the third perhaps, Sarah, are you going to tell me, one of the most important, the reason Sarah Main is here, and she's here because she is an author of a fantastic book, an incredible way to live, to operate, to understand conscious confidence, the owner of an incredible, incredible store. And when we come back, she's going to explain the third. Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Learn how to lead a happier life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I have to tell you all, it has been for me such an honor to be able to, first of all, the honor of being able to call Sarah May my friend and colleague, but more importantly, to be on a journey where I have become a student in more ways than not about understanding this wisdom and understanding even my draw to it in such an interesting way, which I promised I probably wouldn't bring it up, but my draw to Sanskrit from an early, early time. And then, you know, imagine me a kid in, the, in New York and seeing what I call symbols, but I now know their, their, their language, but seeing these and just be like, I, I got to have that somewhere, right? Mm. It's hard to explain the energy of it. I'm trying to explain it through another example, but nobody does it better than Sarah, Sarah Main. Sarah, a minute. How do they, because people can go to Damianti and they can, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, close, Damianti. Close enough? Okay. And they can go there and they could see exactly what we're talking about. And there are ways for people to purchase the energy that we're talking about. And I have to tell you, I'm sorry, I have to do this. I, I know this is not available anymore, but I don't, I don't leave the house. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I don't leave the house. I do not go out without that. <laughs> Your prima bracelet. I'm not kidding. And I have to wear it playing table tennis and I didn't have it on Saturday and it was a problem. But <laughs> what I want to say is there's an energy that, that we absorb and sometimes we can't see it. I'm aware of it because I knew I was prepping for the show. I want to talk about the third. People have said to me in my life, Pat, if you had a middle name, it would be this. Well, either this word or just stubborn. But they would say, if there was a word, knowing what we know about your life and growing up, it would be this word. Mm. But I don't think they understand the Sanskrit meaning of this word. Tell us about the third foundation. The third foundation is abhyasa, which is resilience. Um, and, you know, everything you've described about the book cover, for example, is an indication of resilience. And abhyasa in its sort of standard 
understanding means um, returning again and again to the discipline, and that's typically referred to in relation to spiritual discipline, some sort of devotee or someone um, engaged in spiritual practices. However, the, the very fact of returning again and again to something implies and indicates resilience. You have to, no matter what is happening, you come back again and again. Um, and so it, it means you don't give up. And in, in English, um, well, the word resilience in, in English comes from the Latin resilire, which means to literally be pulled out of shape and then to, to come back into shape, to snap back. Think of a piece of elastic. So rather than snap and break, you, you, yes, you may get stretched and certainly by challenges in, in a situation, but then you're able to come back to your proper shape. And that's actually what the word means. So learning uh, resilience means you have to keep coming back again and again. And like you say, you had a, a focus, say, on the book cover yeah. and you came back to that again and again rather than just giving up. You knew it wasn't right. But the interesting thing is if I can um, comment on, on your description, you, you kept on talking about this energy and logically this and logically that. That's part of our, a big part of our problem of how, you know, the, the sort of limit, limitations that we live in is that we live by this sort of logical thinking mind. In Sanskrit it's called manas and it, it, you know, we think that that is it. That is what is governing our thoughts and our feelings and our decisions throughout the day. It actually is governing our reactions. It's not conscious thought, it's reactive. And it's limited. It, it's a, it's a, the, the logical thinking mind is a tool. It's not designed to be the governor of what we do. And we, we literally sort of go to sleep basically and we're not as consciously aware as we can be. And so we live in this sort of smaller sphere and then a situation you connect and you enter into a larger sphere of wisdom and, you know, you were studying these, these Sanskrit words and it opens you up to a whole different realm of energy and you realise you, you're speaking about things that appear to your logical thinking mind as miraculous, right? You, you go, this woman, the Etsy and this and that. But at another level, this is just completely practical. It just flows the one thing that gets in our way is our mind's going, but, but, but hang on a minute, either this, this shouldn't be happening, I didn't think of this, and rah, 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 rah. So but notice that because if we just follow that all the time, we'll just live in this limited sphere, mm. right, whereas if we surrender that sort of logical thinking mind, it's there but it's playing its proper role rather than controlling, it's playing its proper, it's doing its proper job. And then all of a sudden it's just this whole different realm where it is miraculous because we are, and I'll go back to the original statement I made at the beginning of the show, we are infinite beings. We are infinite beings. And that means, of course, it's possible. And the fact that it was a woman sing on Etsy and, of course, she'd give it to you, you'll give her credit, why not? And it's an abundance there rather than a lack like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I'm not going to think that covers due. That's lack, 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 lack. Whereas you get into this realm of infinite universal wisdom, it's abundance. Whatever you need is there, readily available. And it's a flow. 
Thank you for that. Because when you take a look at these words independently in the English language, flow is not what you get. <laughs> but when, right? I mean, yeah, we don't. But no. when I put, and you should have seen me put them together in a Venn diagram, because that's just the way I learn. It, it, yeah. It's not to take it, it has no meaning to anybody but me. Yeah. Because when I put them together, and you know this, I love Venn diagrams, right? You and I. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Because I'm, I don't know why that is. They make sense to me. I yes, find the sure. importance in the overlaps, right, mm. in life. Mm. And what I found with this is, if you could have seen me, I'm working on two different computers, by the way, a remote one and my laptop. I got on the laptop. I'm listening, right? I'm, I'm reading the outline, and I'm going and, and hitting, like, the buttons to hear the words over and over and over again. Uh, as if I thought I would say them. No, I don't even know why I did that. But here's what I want to ask you about. Because individually, they're quite, quite powerfully deep energetically. Yes. But together, there's something else that happens. Yeah. There is a synergy that happens when you put them together. So mm. honestly, there's no mistake that we're talking about what the foundations of strength. Yeah. I want to ask you about this because I was sitting there this morning and we got the designs back and I worked all weekend with my artist back and forth, back and forth, but I never doubted. I mean, we were almost there and my, my other artist is brilliant. He's genius. But what happened was there was one that he did out of five. And when I saw it, I almost cried. It wasn't quite there, but it was magnificent. And I felt that strength, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, couldn't describe it. And I want to ask you about how this shows up in our real world, in our everyday life, because it does. See, I do call this a miracle because on paper, there is no logical or rational way that on a Friday night, you have nothing, not even a logo, Chicana design. And on Sunday, ready to show on Monday, you've got 18 different designs. Five of them are, are just right there. And you can't, logic does not do it. But this does, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, from the perspective of an infinite being, it's just, of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the point of view of a limited person who's, who's got to be in the driving seat of everything and has got to think and know and, you know, and, and blah, 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 blah. It's impossible, right? Two different, it's like two different movies. Which one do you want? Which cinema do you want to be sitting in looking at? You know, same situation. It's like watching two different movies. And that's what, you know, if you, in the end, connect with your universality, and this is what all these wisdom traditions are trying to teach, all these great epics and stories and legends. It's just so much. The wisdom is just everywhere in generosity, but you actually have to stop and connect with it. Um, and then it, the transformation does take mm -hmm. place. Um, and it's it's very practical, um, and, and this is and then you get an experience like this, and this is an absolute classic example, landed right in your lap of the evidence and the efficacy of the wisdom if you actually align with the wisdom and connect with it. This energy, 
um, it's transformative. So the real challenge then is to remember that because we forget naturally, we all do, Mm -hmm. is to stay in memory, to stay grounded, to stay centred, to come back home Mm. within yourself, right, no matter what is happening. You know, and I could say of the 40 years of teaching, you can meet some pretty challenging situations and you think, oh, God, what are we going to do? You know, and you're on your own or something. You may not be other colleagues there. And, you know, you've got to respond Mm -hmm. appropriately. And often quickly, and you need that ability to connect and come back. And that's one of the reasons why I got into the jewellery, like you showed that bracelet. I did. It's more than just a bracelet. That is an energetic reminder to keep you connected, keep you coming back home. And there's eight collections. You've got the Prima bracelet, but there are the three foundations of strength, the three separate collections. There's the um, the Balam, the, the Power one. Um, there's the fearlessness one, Abhayam, and there's Abhyasa resilience. And when I was looking into those, um, I couldn't, I realised they actually, as you said, there was a synergy. That's why they do work together as the three foundations of true strength. Um, But that's one of the reasons for getting, um, creating this range of jewellery in particular is to keep that energetic reminder with you so that you are connected to this energy, it's universal wisdom, and you're operating and you're living at a different realm. And that can only deepen and expand because we are infinite beings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> infinite doesn't have a boundary. Not only doesn't it have a boundary, but what I find, and I want to talk to you about how we bring this all together when we come back. What happened over the weekend, and I think during this break, Jacob, I think I want to show Sarah the the drawing so she can comment. And we can't show the audience yet, but stay tuned, we will. But there's something that is so, I can't find the word. I really can't find the word. There's something that happens so naturally in a situation that we just don't understand. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, I know we're being a little cryptic here because um, we're talking about a piece of art that will be revealed several months from now. But you know who knows about the process? Sarah Main does. She absolutely knows about, about what happens when you create something. Sarah, you and I, we took this journey together, but you did most of the work when you wrote Conscious Confidence, when you built Conscious Confidence, when you built out all of the different teaching tools. I watched you create these beautiful ways to explain things to people. The diagrams were just off the chart, right? <laughs> and, you know, you went through the same process of saying, I have to have these. These have to be in what I do and what I create. And, you know, part of this is an inner knowing. Can you talk now to how this, what we're talking about, about true strength, how it taps into the inner knowing? For those of you out there, if you want to go check out what I'm talking about, go to Conscious Confidence, right? We still have Conscious Confidence. Is that's the, that's the place to go for uh, everything or Damayanti? Oh, Damayanti, Damayanti.store. Okay. Yeah. And let me spell it for you. D A M. A-Y-A-N-T-I dot store. 
Yep. And you're going to see everything there. Yep, everything. <laughs> but let's yes. bring it all together because you yep. can explain it. I'm clueless about how to explain it. <laughs> well, we're talking about the three foundations of strength. And the thing, when I was looking up strength in Sanskrit, I kept coming back to these three words and I realized there's a synergy um, with them. Think of the, the three legs of a stool. And as you've discovered with the, the book cover situation, they do work together. And their energies that when we talk about strength, real strength, true strength, not just brute force, um, that these energies are there. Um, and you, you take power, balam. And the interesting thing about balam is it comes from it's linked to a root to do with uh, breath and prana and breathing. So True strength is life-enhancing and really uh, truly strong people um, enhance people. They don't put them down. They don't reduce them. So something that's life-enhancing builds people up. It promotes life, you know, and, and Sanskrit is so precise in showing that. So true strength, firstly, power is life-enhancing power, and that's all in the Sanskrit. The, the wisdom of that is, is contained in the Sanskrit itself. The next is abhayam, and that springs from facing our fears and acting despite them with that measure of protection of pure conscious awareness, the abhayam. So we have life-enhancing power. Then we have fearlessness springing from the protection of conscious uh, awareness, conscious, yes, let's just say conscious awareness, um, protecting ourselves from fear so that we act despite the fear rather than um, not acting because we're so fearful. <clears throat> and it's not to say that we don't experience fear, so that should be put in there. And then we have abhyasa, and abhyasa is flexible and it's resilient and it's able to bounce back from whatever life throws at us and to keep going and to stay on course. So we have these three aspects of life-enhancing power Abhayam, facing our fears and acting from them, uh, acting despite them, and then this resilience, this, this ability to bounce back, to stay on course, to keep going despite what's what may be challenging at the time. And those three work together. It is a little hard to explain beyond that because it's experiential, as you yeah. discovered. You weren't thinking necessarily of those words when you were dealing with that book cover situation for a client, but all of those things start from being steady and calm. And at some point or other, you had access to that wisdom and it brought that steadiness and calmness to keep going. And then everything you needed was there. And I don't think there was any real mystery in the fact that while I was prepping to do this show with you, as I always do, prepare for it, that I wanted to hear the words. You know, I've always been fascinate, fascinated by, by the sound right? Yeah. And yet at the same time, what I really look back at as I'm reflecting today is the ease and grace by which the movement from Friday, which could have been a response that was so emotionally loaded, nothing would have gotten done. Yeah. And, and think about it, two days and watching it all come together, working with one, two, two other people, and everybody working in such harmony. Yeah. It's so amazing 
to think about that and to, you know, I, and my heart goes out to Ariane uh, and Shaheem. It's just for the two people don't even know each other that took their creativity and so beautifully came together. Not a peep, not an argument, nothing. That's what, isn't that what we're talking about when we say true strength today? Absolutely. It's life enhancing because Balam comes, um, is the real meaning of it is found in prana, in the breath of life. So it's life enhancing. It's not bashing people down necessarily. <laughs> it's life enhancing. So the life energy or prana has a special significance here. In the Bhagavad Gita, it, it speaks of this beautiful reference of creatures, all creatures being strung together like pearls on a thread. Um, and that imagery is, is very beautiful, but that's the connectedness, that flow being strung together as pearls on a thread. And that thread is that prana, that breath of life. And that is life-enhancing strength because the ultimate strength is life. <laughs> you have no strength if there's no life. Um, and, and Sanskrit brings it back to it's the absolute strength of life. That is pure strength, true strength of power. Um, comes from life enhancing and then, of course, the fearlessness and the resilience as well to navigate and meet challenges that inevitably mm -hmm. come. So it, it, it does defy our logical thinking mind. It's a different level of operating when you can open yourself to this infinite wisdom. It is ever available. We just need to get grounded, come back home to within ourselves just get grounded. It's very simple. Hmm. And then you, you do need a little bit of wisdom. That's what I'm endeavouring to do with, I'd started with Conscious Confidence with you some years ago yes. and a book and, and now we've got the platform Damayanti, D-A-M-A-Y-A-N-T-I, Damayanti.store. And, you know, you can start dipping your toe into the water of this limitless strength and, and true power and wisdom. It's ever available. Mm -hmm. We're infinite beings. This is how we should be operating. What you describe should just be normal, but we find it miraculous because we often live in a way that is limited. And, you know, there was a question, and I, I think I have a minute or so to ask you. Um, there was a question that I was asked, oh, uh, I wear the bracelet, and so people see it. And, you know, I got to talking to one of my my friends um quite familiar uh with sanskrit and asked me an interesting question and asked me the question what are you drawn what are you drawn to most about it and mm. it was a really interesting question for me and i said well let me go back in time and just say originally it was i called it a symbol because i didn't know any better it was the symbol it was putting these beautiful beautiful um now we know now i know it's more than a symbol more than a symbol but to see something on paper that would hit me directly yeah. and that's how i felt when i looked at strength and fearlessness and resilience and especially resilience you mm. know when i looked at it before i knew it was resilience i thought i've got to wear that I've got to have that in front of me. 
and that's my, my last question and, and ask you to speak to. Sometimes we try to do things perfectly yeah. or think we have to know things perfectly yeah. or have to be right about something perfectly. Yeah. But what I've learned from you is, is a whole nother energy. And I would love to hear what your message is for people today about allowing us to call that energy in. Yeah, it, <laughs> that, that wanting to get it perfect is, is um, it, it, look, having high, standard, it, it, having high standards and aiming for excellence is, is one thing, but then being limited by that perfection, it's having the, um, the perfect drive out the good, as it were. <laughs> but um, what, what happens, the perfect is what is happening at that time. So in your case, it was the uh, book cover that just wasn't right. Um, but that's perfect, but it, that's not the end of the story. It's That is an opportunity to engage, apply intelligence and follow the path wherever it led and mm -hmm. you knew that what you were aiming at was the right book cover. You didn't have an idea of that, but you know it when you see it, so you just have to keep engaging. And you had wonderful people working with you and, yeah. and typically we find when we're in that flow, we're not having to do it all on our own anyway. All the forces of the universe are there to help us in whatever form that takes. Yeah. And um, it, it, But it, the, the key bit is to enter into a wider sphere of knowledge and energy and power at that time and, and strength. And the, you need wisdom to do that, frankly. Um, you, you need some sort of wisdom. Otherwise, you're just operating within your same sphere of thoughts and knowledge that you normally do, and you'll get the same result. So knowing that there was something greater and it just happened that you were studying the words for, that we were going to talk about today opens up, just opens the door, and you entered into that um, and it's been interesting for me to see you start with Sanskrit when we first met, that it was just these symbols and then you loved the sound of it. But more lately it's it, you're entering into you're actually getting kind of what I was trying to get in the first place, which was this wisdom. And it is transformative. Um, yeah. It's It shows you how little you yeah. have to do because the universe is used to operating quite efficiently thank you very much and doesn't need us efforting all over yeah, the place <laughs> exactly and that's what i love about this and sarah i know we're going to talk more you have your own podcast you've made this energy you've made this available for people like me that start from a place of little or no knowing to step into a world that we find is so transformative i want to thank you so much for everything you. you do i know we'll be talking again thank you so much for all of it thank Thank you so much sarah main everybody again please check it out you'll see what we're talking about her podcast is over at damayanti.store uh and for those of you out there that are wondering about exactly what she's talking about you'll be able to see it you'll be able to hear it listen to our archives you'll hear me back a couple years ago just fumbling around and uh i feel a bit more enlightened today thank you sarah main Thank you, Dr. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Jacob. And thank you all out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>